Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, the weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. Our essay this week is called Poetry from Prison, Advent Freedom. It's based upon the lectionary readings for Sunday, December the 17th, 2017, the third Sunday in Advent. Over the four weeks of Advent, we're featuring writing by the inmates of the Santa Clara County Jail. Chaplain Liz Milner, who's previously written for Journey with Jesus, works with both men and women inmates there. And over the past month, she and other volunteers have worked with the inmates in writing workshops to reflect on the Advent themes of hope, waiting, and freedom. These are all issues that the inmates have a lot to say about and a lot to teach us about. As Mary sings in the Magnificat, he has lifted up the lowly. This Advent, we lift their words up to you, our Journey with Jesus readers, to illuminate and reflect on this beautiful season. Liz works for the nonprofit CIC Ministries that provides chaplaincy services in Santa Clara County, California. From the lectionary for Sunday, December 17th, we read in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners. First, a few words of introduction on Advent freedom from Liz. Often we take our freedom for granted until we lose it. Sometimes we lose it due to an illness or accident, and we find we cannot move around and live life the way we were used to. Sometimes we lose it because a relationship or opportunity is taken from us in a way that we did not expect, and we find ourselves disoriented and disappointed. Sometimes freedom is taken from us by our own habits and addictions, and we experience an inner imprisonment that seems more powerful than our ability to change. And sometimes, as for the inmates in jail, our freedom is taken from us by the authorities around us, and we experience a literal imprisonment. My experience of working with inmates in the county jail is that the inner prisons are often more tenacious and difficult to leave than the physical prisons. Whether it's an addiction, anxiety, bitterness, unforgiveness, or many of the other issues that plague us, these chains are often impossible for us to break on our own. Thankfully, we have a God who recognizes our vulnerability and comes to us, Emmanuel, to release us from these prisons and proclaim our liberty. The first poem is by D. It's one simple sentence. Freedom is letting the tears flow. And another short one by J. Some are imprisoned even when they are not. I can soar and fly. A poem by A. Damaging presence, depart from me. Freedom, cherish 
appreciate, protect, sustain, value, love. And another one by A. I want to be free from the chains of the self. I want to be free to be happy. I want to be free from suffering. I want to be free to be me. I want to be free from guilt. I want to be free to forgive myself. And then a poem by B. What do you need to be liberated from? I need to be liberated from my aloneness. I am alone because I am different. Not just in some ways, in a lot of ways. And then finally, a longer poem by I. Freedom I've experienced only through daydreams. In my dream, I could see my soul was at peace. I was just seeing the dream. I want to be free. I want to be free from disappointments. I want to be free from pain. I want to be free from hate. I want to be free from sorrow. I want to be free from low self-esteem. I want to be free from questions. I want to be free from people's judgments. I want to be free from wrong and right. I want to be free from expectations of self and others. I want to be free from waiting for freedom. I want to be free from bad choices I make and free to believe and know my choices are right for me. I want to be free from people who come into my life with agendas and free to be the mother God has molded me to be. I want to be free from myself and its human thoughts and free to see and feel peace and the knowledge to know God is in with me and is molding me. In a short conclusion from Liz, what are you seeking freedom from this Advent season? And what would you love to be free to do, to feel, to experience? The scriptures invite us to welcome the coming Christ as one who brings freedom to all who are imprisoned and good news to all who are oppressed. He also binds up those of us whose hearts are broken. In jail, this ministry is evident and active every day. My prayer is that through the testimony of the inmates, you may be encouraged to seek Christ and his ministry to you this Advent. Poetry from Prison, thanks to Chaplain Liz Milner. Now I encourage you to go to our website to see the artwork of the inmates. For books this week, I review a memoir called Hourglass, Time, Memory, Marriage. The author is Danny Shapiro, New York, Knopf, 2017. This book is 145 pages long. 
Toward the end of Danny Shapiro's poignant reflections about 20 years of marriage, she recalls a conversation with her aunt, who once told her that she, quote, had a terribly difficult period that lasted 24 years. And it was so important to realize that I didn't know what was on the other side of the darkness. Every so often there was a sliver of light that shot the whole world through with mystery and wonder and reminded me, I don't have all the information. Perhaps 24 years of stoicism is setting the bar of expectations quite low. But nonetheless, most people in most marriages who have been paying attention will acknowledge what Shapiro calls the velocity of time, the accretion of sorrow, the things that cannot be fixed. Between the ages of 50 and 80, observed Grace Paley, the years fly by like seconds. Family vacations, teenagerdom, marriage therapy, deaths and near deaths, Alzheimer's and car accidents, deferred maintenance on the house that's now falling apart, bills not paid, the ghosts and shadows of a complicated past, all the many things that one would never post on Instagram, like sleepless nights or no retirement plan. Nonetheless, and to her credit, Shapiro describes her third marriage as different. In the first two marriages, she knew all the time that she could leave, and she did. But in her present marriage, there's no exit strategy. It's truly for better and for worse. Along the way, Shapiro finds wisdom from the likes of Rilke, Joan Didion, Shamus Haney, Virginia Woolf, Wendell Berry, and the like. The grail is to discover and maintain what's good and necessary to form ourselves toward, against, alongside another person for the duration, to join ourselves to the unknown, a steadiness of spirit, a relentless faith. Something more than love, like the virtues of admiration, respect, and affection. Most of all, perhaps, a genuine and unflinching gratitude for what she calls, quote, the vastly imperfect, beautiful, impossible present. And thus I was reminded of the stomping of the glass at Jewish weddings to signify the joy and frailty of every human relationship. By the way, I saw this book on the NPR PBS NewsHour. The author is Danny Shapiro, Hourglass, Time, Memory, marriage. For movies this week, we go to Brooklyn in a movie called Menashe from 2017. When a hapless but likable grocery clerk named Menashe is widowed, the local rabbi declares that his 10-year-old son Riven must be placed with his strict aunt and uncle because, in his opinion, it's no longer a religiously proper family without a woman at home to take care of everyone. Menashe owes people money. His little apartment is a hobble. He has conflicts with his boss. He doesn't wear the Hasidic black hat and coat, and had an unhappy first marriage to a woman named Leah. 
but he tenderly loves his son and wants him back. But he's also in no hurry to remarry. Set in Brooklyn's Hasidic community, this film premiered at Sundance, and after later distribution enjoyed a uniformly positive reception, namely 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. The lead character, Menashe, is played by real-life grocer Menashe Lustig, who had never even been in a movie theater before the Sundance premiere. The street scenes of the Hasidic section of Brooklyn, the subculture's tradition, and the music all make this an ethnographic delight. Although the themes of family, religion, and a father-son relationship are universally human. This film is in Yiddish with English subtitles. Once again, Menashe, M-E-N-A-S-H-E. And finally, for this third Sunday in Advent, one of my favorite poets, Denise Levertov, 1923 to 1997. She has an interesting story. Denise Levertov was born in England to a Welsh mother and a Russian Hasidic father. Her father, who had immigrated to the United Kingdom from Leipzig, converted to Christianity and became an Anglican priest. Denise Levertov moved to the United States in 1948 and in 1955 became an American citizen. By the time she died in 1997, she had published nearly 50 volumes of poetry, prose, and translations. She taught at Brandeis, MIT, Tufts, Stanford, and the University of Washington. It was at Stanford where she taught for 11 years, 1982 to 1993, in the Stegner Fellowship Program, and where her papers are now housed, that, Stan that Levertov converted to Christianity at the age of 60. After moving to Seattle in 1989, she joined the Catholic Church. For Levertov's poetry, you can see the book, The Collected Poems of Denise Levertov. This poem for Advent is called On the Mystery of the Incarnation. It's when we face for a moment the worst our kind can do, and shudder to know the taint in our own selves, that awe cracks the mind's shell and enters the heart. Not to a flower, not to a dolphin, to no innocent form, but to this creature vainly sure it and no other is godlike, God, out of compassion for our ugly failure to evolve, entrusts as guest, as brother, the Word. Thank you for joining us at journeywithjesus.net for Sunday, December 17th, 2017. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin.